You're listening to Test, Learn, Grow, where we believe that all marketing should create value, build trust, and inspire change. This is the Level Agency way. Hey, Miles here from Level, and I am proud to be your podcast host. In every episode of Test, Learn, Grow, I'll be joined by agency team members and other members of the marketing community for radically candid conversations on all things marketing. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Test, Learn, Grow, a podcast by your friends at Level Agency. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Ian Herzing, our resource manager here at Level. So Ian, before we get into what exactly a resource manager is, I'd love to hear a bit of a a fun fact about you to kick us off today. What do you got for us? Awesome. Okay. I got my fun fact here. I am a huge fan of Halloween. It's it's early September. I've already got my decorations up and I've also got my pumpkin mug here to to really get me in the spirit. So that's that's my fun fact. Nice. And what's funny, funny about your fun fact, we were recording this in early September, looking at a release schedule. There's a good chance this interview is going to release right around Halloween. So your fun fact in the calendar sync up wonderfully. It's just meant to be. So now I have to ask just why. I feel like that is a bit of a random fun fact. I just love Halloween. What is this, you know, obsession with Halloween? Yep. So October birthday, October 18th is my birthday. So I always had Halloween themed birthday parties. Shout out to my mom and dad for always <laughs> putting those together. So I just kind of grew up with it, you know, always, always loving Halloween. Nice. Yeah, you got your birthday, then you got all the candy you can eat. What's not to love there, mm-hmm. right? All right, so much like you were probably protecting your your resource that was your Halloween candy bag as you were growing up, you're now the resource manager here at Level. So what does that mean, Ian? What, what does a resource manager do? And walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, you know, the the title of resource manager, I guess the role of resource manager is is interesting in the sense that I think that a lot of a lot of agencies in the space are now exploring this role around like kind of kind of people planning. You know, that's kind of how I would describe it to a degree, right? So, you know, the the core function of the resource manager is really linking, you know, the the work that you have in stream and the work that might be coming downstream in the form of new business to the people that you have and the the science and art behind that. I like to think of it that way in the sense that resource management is is one part science, one part art, you know, so science in the sense of looking at all the data that you can you can you can use to make strategic resourcing decisions from your revenue pipeline to maybe some time tracking data that you have available and whatever time tracking software you're using. And then also just having like conversations around like, you know, who works well together, who works well on what projects to make sure that, you know, not only are you staffing people, or, you know, staffing towards the appropriate work, but like giving people work that they want to do. Right. So, you know, that that's kind of how I would sum up this role of resource management is, you know, linking people to the uh, the appropriate work and, you know, ma- making sure it can happen at a, at a scalable level. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that scalability is a huge part of it in all those ways you talked about as an agency and as the individuals that people like the work that they do and want to do more of it. And it scales that way. But then also we're not spending all of our time 
trying to win a bunch of business that we can't actually fulfill because right. we get it and we're like, wait, oh no, who's going to do this? You have to really look at both pieces of it at the same time in order to be successful. So on your path to developing into this resource manager role, I know that you got your MBA with a focus on project management. Uh, I believe you have some other project management specific certifications. You're big into project management. You are our process subject matter expert here at the agency. So I'd love to hear your take on where project management fits into the people management side of what you do. Yeah, interesting. So, you know, one of the things I think about uh, in terms of agency project management is that, you know, mar marketing agencies don't necessarily have this kind of defined playbook for project management, right? So, you know, kind of what I'm alluding to is that when you think of, you know, the different project management schools like like Agile, right? You hear that a lot in the project management space. That really maps itself well. Agile project management really maps itself well to like software development. Right. It's, it's just basically a project management playbook that you can slap into software development. And guess what? You'll be really successful with it. Same with like waterfall project management with construction. Right. It's another you know, type of uh, project management playbook that just works really well for that type of work. Right. But, you know, what I've learned over the you know, past three years and working in project management with with level and in a marketing agency is that, you know, there's just ne not necessarily like a defined playbook for for a, a type of methodology of project management that that just, you know, out of the box can work um, for, you know, the types of projects that you're working on, especially for kind of the retainer work that we do, which is super customizable in terms of, you know, the, the kind of objectives you want to work on. So, you know, when I think about project management and, and the people side of it, it's really kind of speaks well to how our agency really functions in a cross-functional sense, right? So we have these different teams in our agency where we kind of give them, you know, uh, a lot of freedom in the sense that, you know, they can use whatever tools they really want when it comes to project management. They can use kind of whatever methodologies they really want in terms of like, you know, mixing in pieces of agile and mixing in pieces of waterfall type project management, right? And they can really contextualize it around the kind of, you know, the, the, the types of clients that they work with or even the vertical that they work within, right? You know, it, for example, you know, you got the, our EDU marketing team, right? They have specific starts that they have to work with when they're doing their project planning, right. as opposed to maybe some e-commerce clients who have very just like certain periods of ramp up, like maybe a Q4 kind of ramp, which is much different than these than, than starts in, in the EDU space, right? So, you know, what, what I really think about and in, in to getting to your question about mixing people and project management, you know, I, I think it comes around like, taking the specific kind of fundamentals from this different from all these different schools of project management and finding what works well with your internal team and also the clients and the objectives that they want to achieve that makes sense and you're right as an agency we have to we have to be able to do it all right because so much of how we manage projects depends on the projects our clients are working on you can't just fit that all in a perfect box you've got to be able to adapt based on the type of client in the industry they're coming in and we get to work in all of them. Yeah. And, and, you know, the one thing I'll, I, I will say as well, um, is that, you know, in, in the, in the very near future here in, in 2022 as well, we're going to be rolling out as an agency, pretty much, uh, a, a very new way of looking at, 
uh, problem solving for our clients, right? It, it really speaks to our kind of new strategic brand narrative. And that new that new way of doing work is the title of this podcast, uh, Test, Learn, Grow, right? And we're going to be introducing this very soon to our uh, internal teams here. But Test, Learn, Grow is going to be about kind of doing exactly what I just described in terms of taking the advantages of different project management schools, specifically design thinking, lean and agile, and working them into this kind of uh, this this loose framework that focuses on user centric problem solving at the start with design thinking, creating quick prototypes in the middle with some lean marketing, and then make sure you're and then making sure you're building the right thing in a consistent manner with some agile. Uh, kind of fundamentals at the end. So like test, learn, grow. So that's that's quickly going to become like the way that we just approach any kind of client problem we have. And it doesn't even have to be a marketing problem, which is the beauty of it. It's it's just a great kind of problem solving framework that can be applied to, you know, almost anything that we're doing for the client work that we have. So that'll be coming very soon as well. So you talk about client work and I know your services are sort of on this level agency secret menu, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're not, you know, we're not running paid media campaigns saying, hey, come work with Ian on process management and optimization and, and project management. But it's something we do from time to time, like basically outsource your brain and you take on these solo projects to do what you just talked about doing and that, that we're doing for the agency, yeah. but to do that for a client on their behalf, help them with their processes and their project management systems. So I'd love, to, I'd love for you to share some about that. You know, how did that come to be? Could you give me an example of something you've done with a client recently? Because the clients listening to this are probably shaking their heads, running, wondering, you know, that sounds great, guys. Glad Level's doing this, but why do I care, right? What do I get out of this? And this is what they could get out of it, is what you're about to say. So take it away. Yeah, you know, so so what I would say is if you're a client listening to this and, and you know, you, you really love the, the, the work that we do here at Level Agency for your, your performance marketing, you know, sort of issues and, and problems that we're trying to solve. You know, I, I, I would say that there's, there's, there's more that we can offer and just in terms of just solving your general business problems as well. And it really happens through this framework of test, learn, grow, right? So kind of what, you know, I, I work specifically with our, our, our president, Patrick Patterson on this recent initiative that I did with a client, uh, Herzing University. So basically, Herzing University, Dan Peterson, the, the president for online programs at Herzing approached us and he said, you know, hey guys, I know you guys are solely focused on kind of kind of like marketing sort of goals, but you know, I have this specific like kind of project management issue that I'm wondering that if you guys can give a give some a helping hand on. And basically, you know, to give a, a short summary of it, Herzing University came to us with uh, you know, the problem of trying to optimize the way that they managed the the launch of new programs at their university. Right. So think about, you know, the management, uh, you know, all the things that go into creating a new like nursing degree, you know, right. That's kind of sure. what they were. That's kind of the project they were managing. The typical life cycle for that is like 420 days to launch a new program. So we're talking very long project cycles for this. And, and the way that they are managing it before we kind of went in and helped them out a little bit was with Excel. 
And you know, Excel project management, there's there's nothing wrong with it. But when you're trying to really kind of scale an organization at the way that they were trying to scale their, the development of their new programs and have lots of different teams involved and with that, you know, kind of long project cycle with a lot of dependencies, Excel just isn't going to work. Right. So they were really looking for a cost effective way to solve their problem of kind of way too much manual work in Excel and like no notifications, no automation whatsoever. They're looking for a cost effective way to kind of enhance what they already had in Excel. And, you know, what we did again through the test, learn, grow kind of philosophy is we started by saying, from a user centric standpoint, like what really is your problem? So we figured out that they were lacking a lot of the automation notifications and, 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 you know, kind of scalability from Excel. And we went and did some research, you know, leveraged a lot of my kind of expertise. You know, I've, I've led internal RFPs here personally for our online project management tools. I, I, I can see through a lot of the BS that a lot of vendors will, will throw at you, like transparently, if you go out looking for a project management tool, a lot of vendors are just going to try and fool you, you know, with some of their marketing language. So I can see through a lot of that. So I was able to go into the marketplace. I was able to find a tool. We use Smartsheet and I was able to recommend that to not only Dan, but their CIO and their larger leadership team get approval on that, and then implement a very simple project management system at a very low cost as well that they could use, you know, you know, to scale, you know, not just their new program launches, but, you know, maybe move into other departments and using the project management system that I kind of put in place. And I could talk a little bit more about like, what are the fundamentals that I stood up there? But I think at a high level that kind of outlines, you know, you know, what we're trying to do in terms of just being broader digital partners for our clients. Right. Like, I think that's really important. Like, you know, I, I think the days of level agency just being a group of digital marketers is, is kind of, you know, gone. Like we, we really are, are kind of using the Tesla and grow framework to take your business problem and then try and solve it with a digital solution. Right. So I kind of, I think that's where level agency comes to bridge that gap is we are the digital experts. You have a business problem. Let's meet in the middle and figure something out. Put that on a t-shirt, Ian. That was good. <laughs> and I think it's to take it one step further, right? You could probably argue that we're still digital marketers. That's not going sure. away. Sure. But the way the marketplace is, what it means to be a marketer is changing. So like when you say digital marketing today, it's way more than just yeah. running ads in Google and Facebook. The things you're talking about, there's, I like to think of marketing in two buckets, right? There's marketing to your, to your customer and a bit of internal marketing to your own teams and selling a new project is a lot easier marketing a new project when you have a system in place for that 400 day life cycle and it's not yeah. as clunky as sheets it gets people more excited to want to dive in and take on new projects because we can market it better internally yeah through the digital tools and things that you're standing up yeah and let's and honestly i i, I kind of hate to cut you off but like let's take that one step further too you, you talk about how how marketing has changed, right? You know, talking about, you know, the way that COVID has kind of literally changed, like literally everything in our lives. But, you know, you say marketing has changed. I take it one more. Business has changed, right? Business is remote. And you have a lot of companies that have, you know, we, we take for granted that, you know, we're, we're a very kind of like digital first kind of organization. Like we have, we've had online project management tools and, and resource management tools and SharePoint stood up for the past four or five years, right? But a lot of companies, like transparently, they were analog for the past four or five years. They were using papers and scanners. 
And now they are very much forced into this digital environment, which they do not know how to navigate. Right. So it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, us as again, these kind of just a broader digital partner stepping in and saying, Hey, let's set the course for you and help you navigate these waters of, of, of new digital operation and just use our, our brains and, and what we know to solve your problems in that digital sense. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah. And it's just efficient to keep it in one spot, right? Like either we'll get to know a company through doing what you're doing first on the project management side. And then all that, everything you learn can be passed on to another team to run ad campaigns. It would be very helpful and will certainly decrease an onboarding timeline to, to be effective at understanding their business or this vice versa. A team of ours that is already very familiar with the business can bring you up to speed quicker to come in and, and do what you're doing. So th- there's some real economies of scale there, I think, to what we're saying, redefining business in general or marketing in general, but yeah. seeing level as doing more than what some people might think of us as doing. Yep. There's, there's absolutely benefits there. Yep. Yep. I think you're just going to see a, a lot of that as we kind of grow. And especially in the 2022 is a lot of different, you know, avenues that you can work with level to, to really solve your problems. So from a high level, again, with all your experience, I love how you said you can kind of call BS on some of the marketing language that other companies use. Yeah. Let's let's spend a little time on that and, and give it give some good tips away here at the end of the episode. What are some things that people should be looking for? Whether they use level or not for a service like this. If they're evaluating some tools, they're trying to figure out how to best change the, the way they develop and organize processes and manage projects. Give me your top three things to consider when starting this process of of taking it digital. Yeah. You know, here's what I'll say is is the number one thing in, in really honing in the, the project management side of, of this in, in the sense that, you know, be, before you go and look for a tool, right, before you go and look for any tool to magically uh, solve your woes or anything like that, the first thing that you need to do, and, and specifically talking about your project management, is think about the way that you do work outside of the tool. Right. So, for instance, really try to take a critical look at, at how your projects actually work. Right. Uh, are, do, you, do your projects have life cycles like Herzing University that are 420 days long? Right. Or do your projects turn over much quicker? Are you, are you kind of like us in, in more of an agency sense where, you know, you can take a request today and turn it around tomorrow? Right. You know, think about the way, think about your project life cycle first, specifically, and how long that is, how it turns around. Right. And then think about, um, you know, kind of who needs to be involved in a lot of your project management? Like, you know, can, can you, can you get away with doing something just in Excel, right? Like that, that's a, that's a big possibility. Like think about how scalable your solution needs to be to meet, you know, whatever goals that your company has, you know, a couple of years out. And then I would say, go out and try to find the tool that, that again, really matches the way you do work. If you're operating in an agile sense, you know, that, that might, that might, you know, push you more towards like a Jira or an Asana type, you know, tool, if you're familiar with those, right? If you're more traditional and you have a lot of dependencies in your projects and things like that, that might push you more towards, you know, a smart sheet or a Gantt Pro type tool, right? So, you know, the, the, the trap that you can get caught in is if you don't know how you do work to start and you just go out there and look at a bunch of tools, you know, the, the, the vendors are just going to try to convince you, you know, right. one, one way or the other, right? It's that old <laughs> saying, right? Yeah. If you don't know where you're going, any road will lead you there. Yeah, 
you know, you, you know, you can find yourself in a trap if you're if you're a, an agile company and maybe you're stuck in a more traditional tool and you're just like you're going to get frustrated really quickly. Right. And that that might just be because you haven't taken that first step up front to really define how you do work like on some on, with, with your pencil and paper. Right. Just literally write it down first because the tool enhances the way you work in a lot of senses. Right. The, the, the digital side of project management really enhances the way you do work. It kind of doesn't it doesn't necessarily change the way that things would normally flow outside of it. Right. So that's that's my biggest tip. Got it. So I asked for three. That was number one. If that's the biggest, you got two follow-ups. Okay. Do I have two follow-ups? <laughs> Once uh, we've done that, we know how we're doing work without a tool. Uh, so that now we can know which tool we're approaching. Yeah. Okay. What do we do? Here. Yeah. Okay. So the, the number two thing that I would say in terms of thinking about, you know, your your project management tool and what it's going to look like in a digital sense is think about how you want to use the project data as well. Right. So, you know, if, if you're the type of company where, um, you know, your your executives need, uh, you know, a, a, a fine look into all of the projects that are running at one time and, and you need to build out like this holistic dashboard, like I, I would really think about, you know, a tool that offers you a, a really simplistic way of building out dashboards for, you know, the, the types of people that need to look at the data. Right. So, you know, it, think about how the reporting. I guess that's a better way to say it is think about the reporting. That's really important, right? Because project management tools can be awesome to optimize and make sure the, the people that people know the work that they need to do and assigning out tasks and things like that. But project management really becomes valuable when it can produce data that people can look at to help you make decisions. Right. So, for instance, like if you if you know, one of one of the reports that I always recommend you know, uh, clients to build out is a plan versus actual report. So, you know, and when I say plan versus actual, like what did you scope originally versus how the project went? So then you can look at that and make better decisions forward, like scope out better projects and make more money or something like right. that. Right. So, you know, think about the reporting and what you want. Um, what do you want to be able to do with the project management data that you're going to be setting up and make sure the tool can execute on that. So that would be my biggest number two there. Okay. And then, then for the third one, what I would say is, you know, one, one of the gradual evolutions that Herzing University is having right now is, you know, they've, they've spelled out their kind of project flow and, and process flow and smart sheet. And they're, they're getting a lot of value out of the project data that they have. They've kind of taken the first two steps that I've outlined. And what they're doing now is trying to think a bit more strategically around kind of like literally my job title resource management with their people, right? So what they noticed is that as they were kind of spelling out all these different projects and all the different tasks that people were assigned to, they they were beginning to see that would it would be nice in a visual capacity to look at, okay, I've assigned Miles all this work, but I really want to know what that does to his capacity. Did I assign him too much work, too little work? You know, taking a, a very critical look at the way your 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 holistic company is is being utilized from a planned work standpoint, I think is really important, right? So, you know, I I would say making sure that the project management tool that that you're that you're using also has the capability for some sort of resource visualization is going to be very helpful to you as you kind of progress through your project management stepping stones, if you will, yeah. right? Because you know, one of the last things that you want to do is implement a project management tool and 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 get it get it built in the sense that you're signing all these people different tasks and things like that 
but you don't really have the the knowledge into whether you're you're overworking people or underworking people, right? You don't want to get yourself in a situation where the project management tool becomes so over, uh, you, you know, your project management process becomes so overburdensome on your people and you're burning people out, right? That's what Herzing's really taking a critical look at is they don't want to burn out good people. So they're, they're taking the next step and working with them on this. We're using a tool called 10,000 Feet by Smartsheet to build out some resource visualization through all their strategic pro projects in their organization right now. So, you know, I, I would say that's very, very important. And then kind of like putting a bow on all that is, you know, make sure that, you know, you're executing on proper change management principles and getting buy-in for this, right? This, this can be this can be a really scary change for a lot of people, right? You know, changing the way that they pick up work, finish work, communicate about their work, you know, from a, in a digital sense can be very scary, right? And I, I think that you want to approach it with, with the right amount of delicacy, but the, also the right amount of urgency as well, in terms of making sure that people like the tool that you're suggesting, they think it enhances the work that they do, and honestly just makes their lives better for whatever job they have at your organization, right? So that should put a bow on everything is effective change management in terms of thinking about, you know, implementing new tools. And, you know, that could be said for project management, that could be said for marketing, any kind of, you know, digital kind of change in your organization should be, you know, wrapped up in some really careful change management. Great tips. I think that's awesome. And of course, if you just heard Ian do all those tips and said, oh my gosh, I need help. That's why we're talking to Ian. So you can click the links we're going to put in the, the notes of this podcast and reach out. We'd love to chat about your project management, process management opportunities and, and dig into it. I just keep going back, Ian, as we're talking, like so much of this is like foundational. Like marketing, we, we talk about like the sexy stuff, like, Ooh, look at this ad. It's really cool. It converted all, but in order for a lot of that to be effective, companies need to have what we just talked about for 20 minutes down so that we can talk about when we say launch a campaign, there's a lot that goes into it. A lot of pieces that have to coordinate for that to happen. All that comes down to the project management aspects, how a company's team does it, how that team interfaces with our team, how our team does it, how both teams come together to work on something together. There's so many pieces I, I know are taken for granted that folks like you are, are engineering behind the scenes. So I appreciate you giving us a peek behind those scenes and sharing your insights with us on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Test, Learn, Grow from your friends at Level Agency. For more information on what we do here at Level, be sure to visit us online at www.level.agency. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And until next time, remember that the best way to do any sort of marketing is to test, learn, and grow.